EasyPay provide funding, payroll and back office services to support the recruitment industry. Go to easypayservices.co.uk forward slash rec live lounge. Recruiterslivelounge.com, where you get to hang out with the most inspiring recruitment business leaders on the planet. Hosted by Roy Ripper. Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to Recruiters Live Lounge, where you get to meet and hang out with some of the most inspirational people on the planet. Um, and today's guest is somebody that I've known for a number of years. Today's guest is Liz Longman. Liz is the Managing Director of TEAM. We're going to find out about TEAM, the Employment Agents Movement. Um, Liz has worked in recruitment and been involved in recruitment for over 20 years. And before her current role, she worked her way through the ranks um, to become a regional director heading up a region for a generalist agency. She had responsibility for 60 plus consultants there, so it was a fairly, in fact, a very big region. She covered every sector of recruitment from supplying temporary staff, uh, placing permanent staff, uh, up to executive levels, um, and even a managed service contract. Uh, Liz joined team in 2006 and um, having worked actually with one of the founder members of team um and you know what you if if any of you sorry any of you listening or watching this episode um liz longman's one of those people that you will see at events she's one of the most friendly smiling i'm glad that you're doing it now liz friendly smiling people you will spot her at events everybody knows liz uh in the uk recruitment industry if not sort of uh, in, in places further afield Liz, I hope I've got all that right. How are you? You, definitely. I'm very well, thank you, Roy. How are you? I'm very, very well, Liz. And look, I'm so pleased to... Actually, saying that about very well, I've got a little kind of touch of the bronchitis, but um, hopefully not coughing and spluttering too much today. Um, no. Liz, I'm really pleased that we got you into the live lounge. You're, you know, somebody that I've worked with many, many years ago, and I know we've known each other for a long time. Um, I know that uh, within your circle, you're one of the most, uh, you know, well thought of individuals within recruitment. And I'm just really keen to get more people in recruitment knowing about Liz Longman and, and the work that you guys do at Team. So Liz, tell us about some of the work that you do at Team. Uh, well, Team, uh, in case you don't know, is a network of independent recruitment agencies. And um, everybody, the you have to be independent to, to be a member. So no matter what your size, whether you're just starting out on the journey or you've reached um, a higher level, our largest member has 60 plus branches. Fundamentally, you need to be independent and independence gain from sharing knowledge. Um, they make savings and they can share some business. They can share some vacancies that um, they might not, they wouldn't have filled. So it's not sharing anything that they would have done. And it's just a brilliant network. Um, as you said, Roy, I worked in it for 10 years. I really had some fun, but I made some extra money for the bottom line. And that's what it's all about. And I had some very happy clients and candidates I didn't turn any business away. And and that's what we do in team. 
once a member joins, we can look after them and encourage them and help and they can gain the knowledge to grow their business. And that's what it's all about. Fantastic, Liz. And listen, thanks for for introducing people that don't know about team. We will, um, Liz, as part of this, put details of how people can find out more about team underneath this episode. So if you're listening, if you're watching this, uh, recruiterslivelounge.com will have all of the uh, contact details for Liz and team underneath the the, the episode in the show notes. Um, so, excuse me. <clears throat> Thank you. Um, so, Liz, with everybody in Recruiters Live Lounge, with all of our guests, we always like to kick off with our guest's favourite success quote. What's yours? It's always be true to yourself. And um, quite an early age, I was told that. And I've applied that in business and everyday life ever since. And I think if you can honestly say that you have done the right thing, you've made the right decision. So it's all about consideration. You can't, it's not the snap, it's not leading with your heart, but it's your head. You have to think these things through. Sure. But always be true and success will follow whether dealing with clients candidates or in your personal life i think it's a really yeah i think that's a really really good um uh, thing to 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 live by as well liz and it reminds me that when i first started working recruitment many many years ago um i struggled with some of the um you know the ethics involved in, in in the in the places that i worked and i remember feeling really quite in conflict, you know, being honest, really, really in conflict with that. Um, and it took some real reflection. It took me uh, thinking about the work that I do and, and the recruitment, um, you know, the, my relationships with candidates and clients and thinking, actually, do you know what? I can be ethical. I can have my own personal code of ethics and it doesn't matter where I work or who I work for or who I work alongside be true to yourself it's like you know be honest and be caring and treat others as 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 you'd like to be treated yourself um and you know like you it's i heard it or so i had that realization early on i think it stood me really well in my recruitment career since um so yeah thank you for sharing sharing that good indeed um and when we worked together i think that came through and uh, people buy people. And if that's the ethic, then you can really buy into their value and what's being offered to them with you. It was, it was training with uh, me. It was a recruitment service and um, a membership service as it is now. That's right. That's right. Um, Liz, look, I, I know behind every person that's successful, you know, including myself, there's usually been some adversity, some you know, major challenge or some major, you know, problem or mistake that we've made. What was that moment for you? You know, is there anything going back, looking back on your recruiting career that you thought, oh my goodness, what a howler. What was that? What was that day for you like? Uh, Well, the howler was, um, I didn't actually cry with the clients, but I did when I left the building. And uh, when I got back to the office, the staff knew I'd cried as well. And um, perhaps that was quite a good thing because they could see I was a human being. Uh, but we it was in the recruitment days. Um, 
supplying industrial tents, 15, uh, 20 tents per shift, three wow. tents a day. And uh, that's quite difficult because uh, those tents aren't always reliable and the client wasn't very happy with the agency, not really understanding the problem. And I got called in. It was a very low margin and uh, he treated me very low as well, be, uh, not really uh, appreciating um, the value that we were adding. And it wasn't a piece of business that I'd negotiated. I'd rather taken it on, but right. that's not an excuse. And, yeah, he treated me despicably and... Um, I think I possibly had the last word that uh, you can fax me with your answers. And he said, I even deal with my wife by fax. And maybe the personal note came in and said, I think she's probably very lucky. <laughs> and I walked away and cried in the car park. And I saw that as a failure in myself. It wasn't actually. We picked it up and there was changes in legislation afoot. And when we visited to say we needed to increase the margins to accommodate the legislation, no thank you. And we walked away and my tent controller was very unhappy because the margin was then cut down for her and her commission. Right. But, you know, four months later, he rang me up because we'd offered him the very best service and he was willing to pay the increase. And wow. that felt, I, I felt that was success. That's and a massive... Stand, yeah, standing by your value and... Yes, never undercut, really. It's, yeah, offer the right service and offer the right price. Liz, I can't imagine anybody being horrible to you. That's the bit that and kind they of... were. He was really horrible. <laughs> he sounds like he's just a horrible man. It's like, and, and his poor wife, I, I now feel sorry for her. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was very lucky uh, at that stage of my uh, career that I had a very um, able regional director who stepped in and rang him up and told him off. Not that I'd cried, but was, how dare you speak to my staff in that way? Good. And I think that helps somewhat as well. Yeah. yeah. No. Well, it's nice knowing that you're, you know, you've got, you've got somebody backing you up by, you know, I, I mean, I, I must say I haven't had anything, uh, you know, as, as, as I've had rude people, but probably nothing as bad as that. But um, often I've not had the, you know, somebody picking it up, you know, above me and saying, actually, that's that's wrong. Um, yeah. And, and there's nothing worse than doing the job that we do, experiencing some of the bad, you know, most of it good, but some of the, you know, not so good and feeling like you haven't got uh, somebody backing you up. So I'm pleased that, uh, that that you had that somebody rooting for you and sticking up for you. Um, yeah, I, I think the moral um, is state your price of confidence, isn't it? And know that the service you're offering is, is correct. And if they want it, then they have to pay for it. Absolutely right. Did When, when he came back, by the way, Mr Nasty, we're going to call him, we'll refrain from company yeah. names. When Mr Nasty came back, um, or, or cap in hand, saying, look, we, you know, I've, I, I've probably never apologised, I would imagine. But did you take the business on at the higher margin? Uh, yes, we did indeed, but we stated how it was going to be Good. and really explained the situation to him. Did he play nicely? Yeah. He played very well indeed, and we were <laughs> revered. 
Good. All right. And we were, and we were the agency of choice. Fantastic. You know what? Sometimes I think clients, you know, client companies do need, a, a, you know, a little talking to. I do need a little talking to. I talk a lot to, you know, my clients about uh, if somebody's not treating you right, you need to be prepared to sack your clients. You know, in the old Alan Sugar, you're fired. Be prepared to fire clients Absolutely. if they're if they're not working properly with you. You know. Um, yeah, well, how can you ever su- have that successful relationship to supply the right service if it's all wrong at the very beginning? Yeah, yeah, it needs a strong foundation. Um, Liz, working recruitment for 20 years, you know, if you take yourself back to the very beginning of your career, what was that eureka moment for you when you know, the light bulb just suddenly went off and everything slotted into place and you thought, I know this, I've got this. When was that moment for you? It was three months into recruitment and um, it was at three months you really should have made some money. And, you know, the first two months were very difficult. Um, I'd worked the other side of a desk and knew what to expect from an agency, but actually then fulfilling that... I'd say it took me two months. At the end of three months, I'd exceeded the target. I'd taken the branch um, well over. I'd done the the whole three months in the last month. And wow. it was Eureka. I love recruitment. That first day in recruitment was uh, how will I ever remember names and clients? <laughs> so three months on it. Yeah, wow, I love it. And uh, I've not looked back since. It's fantastic, Liz. I, and, and, you know, look, on behalf of the recruitment industry, I'm really pleased that you, you stuck in there. Thank you. Um, and it's, um, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because I think there'll be people listening to this at the beginning of their recruitment career um you know we get uh very experienced recruiters and business owners but we also get you know rookies people that are thinking about working in recruitment as a career um or people that have just started in recruitment and they might be listening to this i reckon there's a real lesson in what you've just said there which is it it, like, like any new skill it doesn't feel completely comfortable at the beginning and for some of us it does take weeks and maybe even months to you know, to get to that stage where it's like, oh, actually, this is like riding a bike. I understand it. All the pieces fit. And then we start to um, to really blossom. And, and, you know, certainly that sounds like that that happened for you in, in, in your example there. Yeah, indeed. Liz, I don't know if I shared with you what my first um, uh, recruitment, my first job in recruitment um, in Regent Street. It was, you know, 150 years ago, whenever it was. I remember starting on that first day and um, I hope this isn't common for uh, other people listening or watching this, but the first day they gave me a the yellow pages, physical. Uh, oh, they gave, yes. They gave yeah. me a telephone and they said to me, right, start at A for Aardvark and, and, and work your way through and, and, you know, just make as many calls as you can. And I remember turning round to somebody on my first day, my, my manager, and saying, oh, hi, my name's, you know, Roy or whatever. And she said to me, I don't want to know your name. She said, if you're still here in a couple of weeks, she said, then fine, maybe we'll do lunch or whatever. Um, it, <laughs> was, it was that kind of brutal. But um, she, we, we, we later, and we still are actually really, really dear friends. We became very, very good friends and colleagues, uh, colleagues first. But uh, yeah, that was my entry to recruit. But <laughs> it, it took me a long while to for that eureka moment to go off, I think. Excuse me. Yeah, I th- I think 
uh, the good thing about uh, recruitment is that you work so closely with the people that you actually do become very good friends. And those that you worked with 20 years ago are still very much in your address book. And um, yeah, you respect them even today. Well, we spend so much time in the recruitment office. It's, you know, they're like, they're almost like family and in some instances more than, you know, so uh, it does Absolutely. happen. It does happen like but that. You never, you're always so busy. You never asked how they were. You just got on with the job. You do. That's absolutely right. Um, Liz, what do you do on a, on a daily basis um, that, that um, sets you apart and you think makes you successful? Some people kind of have a morning routine. I don't know if that's it for you, but... What are the things that you do that set you up for success? I try to have a routine. So uh, first thing in the morning, I'd check my emails, um, texts on the uh, phone if they're there. Uh, very often I'll get interrupted, though, by a call from a member. That's a very good time for an agency to make a call to a membership organisation. Sure. And so I'm very, I've become very reactive and... I do try to make a list at the either at the end of the day, and I think that's my preference. That this is what I really need to do in the morning. Mm. It might be the end of the day before I get it done, or I might need to move it forward. But I think you have to try and prepare and um, take the reaction, and then go back. I also think you have to have a butterfly mind that you can sort of flip from job to job. And I try to keep my desk organised that if your desk is in a muddle, then your mind will be in a muddle too. That's so true, isn't it? it, What do they say? Less mess, less stress. It's... uh... Uh, yeah I, that's true I, though the only thing that i do say is that's one of those do as i say rather than do as i do i know my desk isn't always as tidy as it should be um disor- yeah. disorganized chaos i think most yeah but there's also the saying that if you work in a muddle that you know exactly where everything is whereas <laughs> if you tidy it away you've forgot will have forgotten where you put it <laughs> that's, that's what i tell everyone that's a that's a really good story yeah. i'm going to stick to that um, Liz, and I, I actually think with what you just said there, it, it's so um, such a good thing because often we in the in the jobs that we do, whether it's recruiters or serving recruiters in the way that you and I do, um, our days can be taken over by other people's agendas. So, you know, as a recruiter, it, it can be quite reactionary. We get a client call, we get a candidate call, we get a colleague that's asking for something. And all of a sudden, um, you know, your day runs away and, and you, you look back on the day and you go, actually, I didn't achieve the things I wanted to achieve. And I think the real key there is the bit that you said, which is starting off with a plan. You know, maybe it's at the end of the day, maybe it's at the beginning, but starting off a plan with a plan of what you would what you need to do today and what you'd like to do today and putting yeah. those things as your top priorities the other stuff will come, client calls and people, you know, asking questions, as long as we've still got in the forefront of our minds, like this is what I, I need to be getting on with, um, rather than giving in to, uh, to, to, to other people's agendas. Do you, do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Cool. Um, Absolutely. Liz, what do you see as your biggest strength um, as a, you know, a business entrepreneur? What do you see as your biggest strength? Uh Well, I love people and in recruitment, you have to have that passion. Um, I, everything that I do, I do with a passion and I have a passion um, 
for team uh, to look after them, um, to offer the very best service. And I think customer service is very much a strength that if you ever have a complaint that you can turn that very quickly into a positive. Mm. And uh, yeah, I think that's what I can offer it. And, caring about people so and making it work so that um you know it's the introducing and Liz I, I you know I agree with you I, I the the only thing that I would kind of take up there is that you you do have a, you know a, a passion and a genuine interest in people and I think you said you have to to work in recruitment it's like I I, I think you should have but there's many people that don't have that same attitude you know and I think the, the most successful ones that I come across do but sadly there's you know there are people that work in recruitment that you know quite frankly by the way that I hear them speaking it almost feels like they don't like people um, you know they'll <laughs> run a client down or a candidate down and you just think why are you working in this industry this is you know if you, I think if you're gen- genuinely as you I know you are genuinely passionate about what you do and the people that you interact with, people buy that in spades. You know, they really do buy that in spades. They do. And I think uh, the way uh, Generation Y um, is portrayed and the way it's talked about, that it's going to be very much on a social media, a different way of making contact. And I'm a big fan of the social media. You are. But... <laughs> yeah, but the uh, emails you can't you can't always say what you need to say in an email, yeah. and it can come across in the wrong way. Where and quite often, if I have a spate of emails going backwards and forwards, I'll end it and just pick up the phone because it's so much easier, and you actually understand the other person understands what you're saying and vice versa. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree with that. Liz, um, you talked to there about your, your your biggest strength, and I, you know I've seen that in operation. Conversely, what would you say is your biggest weakness or area that you you recognise you're working on? Uh, probably putting business before my personal life, but then in um, yes, probably that's the biggest area that you need to have the right balance. And that's tough. You know, I think there's a lot of people, again, listening to this that fall into that, you know, that um, it's funny because, I, you know, I coach several people where I'll, I'll almost be saying to them, OK, you need to go home now. Um, you know, you need to go and spend time with your partner or your family or whatever. And what, they do, what they'll say to me is, but Roy, you know what, this is really key. This is a really, you know, it's a really difficult time or a challenging time or a brilliant time. So, yeah, but in order to keep you long-term sharp, you've got to have balance, you know? Yeah. Very occasionally we can pull the all-nighter or, you know, go out and see a client in, you know, the wee hours or whatever, but you have to make sure that you're, you can do that on a short-term basis, but on a long-term basis, it's not good. It's not good for the soul. It's not good for, certainly not good for relationships. Um, so, no. yeah, I... Actually, I think you must have said that to me that uh, all those years ago. That yeah. I think that's, yeah, probably that's the gem that uh, had taken on board and started to use, and didn't think, oh, Roy Gripper said that to me. <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm glad I had some effect, Liz. That's good. To, that's really good to know. Um, Liz, we've both worked in the recruitment industry for you know probably more years than I would care to admit to now, but. 
Um, we've both seen recruitment. We've both seen it evolve, um, uh, you know, rapidly, actually, ra really rapidly. I want you to look into your crystal ball and, and, and tell us how you see the recruitment industry developing over the next five years. I I think we should we need to be recognised as a profession and that has come forward um, in leaps and bounds, but I think there is still a lot of work to do. The way recruitment is at the moment, uh, we have the sec it's more sector driven, yeah. and I think that is really important. Um, I can put a plug for team in for here because nobody needs any turn any business away. If they're in a particular sector, there'd be somebody else within the network that would be able to assist their clients. And um, but yeah, and uh, also the recruiter needs to keep up with the legislation. So whether they're a permanent recruiter or not, they need to know what's happening on the temp side of it. So they need to be seen as that specialist and that is more of a consultative approach than perhaps in our early days in recruitment. Um, and so, yeah, we need to be very much, um, I mean, there's talk of being chartered and um, BSI standards. And I think both both have added value to the, to the profession. Absolutely right. And I think, yeah, yeah. I, th I think anything that helps drive the standards of our business, our industry, can only be a good thing. And I, I agree with you, I think. And we have evolved, you know, it, back in those good old, bad old days, it was very much yeah. a telling scenario. And as a recruiter, you could be completely ignorant of legislation and what have you. You could get away with it. I just think that in today's today's industry and tomorrow's industry i.e the next five years um ignorance is no defense it's like you know you have no. to know your your trade and that's that's what we do um yeah well the the um client is actually relying on you and that the legislation might just bypass them and that they're looking for you to be that point of contact and you know to show them where they can actually find out more information than from the expert. And it would be difficult to be an expert in everything, but you need to know what is happening and where to find that information yeah. to offer through. Yeah, no, it's great. Thank you, Liz. And that's really, really good insights. Thank you. Um, Liz, I've got to ask you this question. Are you ready for the lightning round? Right. Yes, I am. Good. <laughs> Lightning round. Question one. What's the number one thing that you see holding recruiters back from being more successful? A lack of knowledge and not putting in that extra 10% that they need. It's not a nine to five job. You need to think about it when you've left the office, keeping the right balance, as we talked about earlier. But yes, it's it's not nine to five. You have to go the extra mile. Hundred percent, Liz. What's the what's the best piece of business or recruitment advice you've ever received? Uh, state your price with confidence, um, which comes back to being true to yourself and actually valuing who you are. So, you're offering a service to your client, and you demand the right fee for that, and 
demonstrate how you're going to do it. And um, I was I was advised if he want, if they want to knock you down on price, ask them which part of the service they'd like you to leave out. Uh, I think that was terrific. And um, yeah, I would use that today as well. Brilliant advice. Brilliant advice. Thank you, Liz. Um, Liz, something that you see working very well, either in your own, you know, role that you do or the members that you serve. So it could be, I don't know, a piece of software or a, um, a process or an app on the phone or whatever it is, but something that's working really well for you or your members. Um there are some we've got some really good software providers on board with us and if i was to name one the others would all be on at me but i think (laughs) i think social media works very well it's got to be used correctly it's not about tweeting out i'm having a cup of tea but it's um being seen as the expert so it's industry advice and twitter linkedin facebook they all have different roles to play. So the industrial recruiter would get great value from their Facebook page, etc. Yeah. as is good for the membership. Um, I think that's the best thing. Good. I, yeah. No, social media, I, I agree. It's like it's, it's powerful and most of it's free, you know, so... Uh, or actually, perhaps, sorry, I should add networking. I don't, you can't ever beat the face-to-face. So that's the thing that... Yes, we work best at. Here, here. Um, Liz, best business book that you've read in the last six months, or it doesn't have to be a business book, something that's inspired you? I I don't have a lot of time for reading books, and, that, and that's a dreadful thing. Um, I was speaking to a coach um, on Friday, and he actually sent me his book. So I, I thought I would like to mention it because Good. I did read it uh, or started to read it and so the persuasion influencing and sales res- recipe for recruitment and search firm owners and it's by terry edwards brilliant. and certainly yeah a brilliant a brilliant book um and yeah anybody looking for the answers i think they should certainly read it i also um do find uh the recruitment press i do take the time to read that because it keeps me up to date on what's on what's happening obviously we're advised by biz about legislation but also what's happening in the industry and who's buying who and so on and new people entering the industry so i do take the time to read that it's great liz I, you know it is that thing of keeping your finger on the pulse so you know, for us, it's the recruitment industry, but for recruiters or recruitment business owners, it's keeping their finger on the pulse of, you know, their particular niche or their specialisation. So uh, good, good advice there. Thank you. Um, and thanks for mentioning Terry's book as well. We'll put links to that uh, b- below uh, below these uh, these notes. Um, Liz, he says he knows you really well. Oh, no, he does. He's a great guy, Terry. And um, yeah. yeah, really, really good. Terry and Drew, actually. Drew Edwards there as well. Um, yeah. Liz, if final question in the lightning round, if you woke up tomorrow morning armed with all the knowledge, all the experience uh, that you currently have, but your your role at team wasn't there and you had to start all over again, what would you do? I'd still be a recruiter. I'd be a specialist and 
I look at the more executive level uh, of recruitment. I did think about the um, sector and I used to work within a golf club and I always thought that there is a big niche in there for that the management of the golf club and um, I, I'd look at that and I think it's possibly overlooked so yeah using so I've got use a whole wealth of knowledge that I have fantastic and and for anyone that's watching or listening Liz Longman just giving you a great tip for a sector there as well um hopefully Liz you you won't have to um but um <coughs> you may have inspired some recruiters to get involved in uh the management of golf clubs and I think you're absolutely right you know there's money in those hills so um oh definitely yes <laughs> Um, Liz, look, really sadly, we've come to the end of our time together in the live lounge. I am genuinely sad. I know you and I could probably keep talking for hours, uh, particularly on a subject that we both really, really love and and are passionate about. Um, Before we let you go, Liz, just a couple of final pieces. How can people get in touch with you and connect with you after listening and hearing uh, this interview? And then uh, a final piece of advice for people before you say goodbye. Ah, right. Uh, easy uh, to get in touch. Uh, our website has a wealth of inf- knowledge, information and knowledge. It's www.jobsatteam, so that's a double T in there, dot com. And my personal email address is liz.longman at jobsatteam.com. And... Uh, a piece of advice uh, be true to yourself and conduct the business how you'd like to be treated yourself and uh, you'll be very successful Liz fantastic thank you so much I'm really really pleased that uh, that you joined us on behalf of everyone at Recruiters Live Lounge thank you thank you Roy I've really enjoyed it good um, for everyone else that's listening or watching, uh, you've been listening to Liz Longman, Managing Director of Team. Um, we're going to post all of the details that, that Liz has mentioned below this episode. So if you're listening to the podcast, if you go to recruiterslivelounge.com, you'll see all of the, the links of, of uh, uh, the stuff that, that Liz and I have talked about today. For you to keep getting episodes just like this one, where we get to interview, you get to meet and hang out with some of the most inspirational recruitment business leaders on our planet, then please subscribe. Until I see you again, take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Recruiters Live Lounge with Roy Ripper. Join us next time for more insights and incredible success journeys to help you be a better recruitment business leader. What would it feel like to get all of your back office administration done under one roof? EasyPay provide funding, payroll and back office services to support your recruitment business. EasyPay want to offer one month's free fees to any new customers who come through Recruiters Live Lounge. Just go to easypayservices.co.uk forward slash rec live lounge.